There was nothing else at all in the whole world but football. Simon here from the Triple F and this is a Triple F show chat. That is right, I did let the theme tune play out a little bit longer than I usually do. It's because I just think it's an absolute banger and I think it's an absolute tune and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Um, This was the Triple F show chat that I had with Robert on Monday and we talked about everything La Liga more or less. We talked about um, his hopes of Sevilla winning the title. Robert is a massive Sevilla fan so he obviously is going to be backing Sevilla to um, to pick Real Madrid to the title. It looks like it's a pretty much two horse race between those two teams and yeah we talked a little bit Sevilla about Real Madrid, about um, Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, the sort of the main sort of teams that are standing out so far, the standout La Liga players this season. We talked about Real Sociedad Real Real, why they're not doing as well as they, they were last season, and then about the, the teams that he thought were most likely to get relegated next year. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was a, a, a great chat that we had, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoyed talking with Robert, and thanks again for listening to the Triple F. Um, I'm enjoying putting out this content, and I hope you guys are uh, enjoying it, and trying to listen to as much of it as possible and yeah thank you so much again hope you're all safe hope you're all taken care and yeah bye-bye there's no better place to start really than Sevilla I mean how's your your sort of thoughts and feelings on Sevilla at the moment what do you think your your sort of chances for for winning La Liga and and how do you just think Sevilla are doing right now really proud of being a Sevilla fan right now I have to to be honest and I didn't expect uh, Sevilla to be that good this year in, in La Liga. They are really consistent. And I think we have a lot of chances to win La Liga. But of course, Real Madrid is still there. They have a really good team. But uh, I mean, we are second. We are just three points behind Real. Uh, we can actually dream about uh, winning La Liga. And I think, yeah, actually I'm really excited. I'm really happy now because of uh, Sevilla won three days ago against Atletico. We have tomorrow the game against Barcelona and if we win then we are just three points behind and that will be actually awesome so yeah I'm really happy mm. man I'm really happy do you think realistically that there's a chance that you could um win La Liga well there is a, a chance of course last year we were really close and uh, I think uh, the last three games we were just two or three well, I think three po- points or four points behind Atletico and I think uh, right now, Real Madrid is really, uh, they're playing really uh, great. And they are really, I think they have already, I think, 43 points. That's uh, a lot. Uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, I think Real is better than last year for sure. And But yeah, I think uh, last year Atletico was better and Barcelona, they were also better. So now I think it's going to mm. be just Real Madrid and Sevilla, the two teams that are going to fight for the for La Liga, maybe Atletico uh, soon, but uh, 
But yeah, I think it's uh, difficult, but I think uh, we have more chances than, than last year. So I think we are going to be fighting till the end. And I, I think probably we're going to be there till the last uh, game. Talk to me about that Rakitic rocket, man. That Wow, what, what a goal that was. What a goal like, indeed. Incredible. Yeah. Unbelievable. I was uh, having dinner and uh, it took, I took everything out of my... <laughs> Oh my mouth! It was <laughs> it was a surprise. I uh, I didn't expect uh, that uh, hit. Let's say that goal yeah. It was uh, yeah about thirty five yards out and yeah just an absolute screamer. It was uh, yeah it was uh, I, I didn't expect because let's say Rakitic the last time he scored a goal like this was maybe three four five no six years ago or seven years ago and uh, also against Atletico against Oblak probably the best goalkeeper in in the world so yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so good, man. I'm so glad that, you know, Sevilla ended up winning that game as well because you, you really deserved it. It's it's interesting to see how Atletico are, are not doing as well as last season. What what do you think that, that is? Why do you think that's come to that? Well, I think last year they were really lucky. Uh, and I think that bit of luck, they don't have it this year. And uh, also, uh, they bought new players, uh, Suarez is not as good as last year. Uh, last year they were really clinical and really efficient. Uh, they had better, better, better defense as well. And this year they are considered more goals. So I think uh, probably the defense is the biggest factor here. So uh, you can see that they are considered way more goals than last year. So probably uh, they don't really have two center backs that are in form right now. I think Savage is not playing great and also uh, Felipe and also Suarez the he's not as uh, fit as last year so last year he was scoring mm. every, every game and now this year he's uh, not playing he's not scoring so I think that's the biggest problem of uh, Atletico this year they are not scoring goals and also the defense is not uh, as solid as last year. Do you think we've got to a point with La Liga where a lot of those sort of old classic stars Obviously, Messi and and Ramos have have now go, gone off to to play in France, but then you've got the likes of Luis Suarez, who you mentioned before, and then Benzema, who, who Benzema is obviously having a, a great season. But do you think there's getting to a point where these sort of old La Liga stars are more or less age is catching up with them yes. to a sense where they can't play like they always have done? Yes, I I have the same feeling. So. I think without Messi, uh, La Liga is a little bit different. And I feel like uh, now we still have a lot of young stars like Pedri, like Vinicius. They are really young, really talented. But of course, I think the yeah the players like uh, Messi, Ramos, they are now playing in France. Ronaldo is playing in England uh, again. Uh, and also players like Suarez is getting old. Uh, so... Uh, Rakitic as well so Rakitic now is not as good as he used to be so I feel like uh, yeah age is uh, like a big factor here and now these Mm. stars are getting older and maybe we are not uh, buying uh, stars or buying uh, uh, as many stars as we used to do in the past so Ramari and Barcelona they were spending a lot of money in buying Ibrahimovic Mm. um, buying uh, Tony Cross, Luka Modric and I think they are not investing uh, as much money as before and I think all the money now is in England uh, and also 
uh, in uh, teams like PSG. They have a lot of money. So I think that's the, the biggest problem right now. We don't have that much money like we used to do. And I think this is better for La Liga. Well, for in my opinion, because now it's more competitive. Now, it, before it was Real Madrid and Barcelona, they were uh, playing just against each other and, and that's it. And now we see uh, more competitiveness. So we see Sevilla playing, uh, being second and uh, they are actually really close. Uh, last year, they were really close to winning La Liga. Atletico won La Liga last year. Uh, Villarreal, they are doing re- well, not this year, but they are always uh, competitive. Betis, they are playing really good this year. So I see we, it's very competitive now, La Liga. It's really exciting to see every every game of La Liga. But of course, there are not as many stars as uh, we used to have before. From my sort of perspective and from an outsider's perspective, it's almost like you, you sort of rely on youth a lot more in these academies to sort of bring these stars up. So whereas before you kind of had these instant stars because Real Madrid, Barcelona were just buying and spending a lot of money on these stars. But now you're seeing a lot more development. So it possibly just takes a bit longer for these stars to develop. But my God, I mean, La Liga is still producing some amazing stars like Pedri, like you mentioned, and then obviously Vinicius. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's great to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, especially I think Barcelona, they are they have a really young team right now. Of course, they are seventh in, in La Liga, so they are not they are not great, but they are. I feel like there are a lot of young players that are developing right now. So Pedri, we have Gabi, Nico, and I think this is also good for the Spanish national team. I think there is future uh, ahead, and that's really positive for just not La Liga, but also for for Spain. Uh, but uh, and also Real Madrid, I think they did a little bit different. So I think in in Barcelona we see a lot of uh, Spanish uh, young players, but Real Madrid they bought players from Brazil or uh, Uruguay like Valverde. Uh, and I think it's two different approaches right now. So Barcelona is more uh, yeah playing buying players maybe are uh, in, in Spain. Of course, they are also uh, buying players uh, buying players. Uh, abroad, but Pedri was bought from uh, Las Palmas, from uh, the Canary Islands. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, and also uh, teams like uh, Real Sociedad, uh, even Atletico, they still have good uh, young players. So, But I think we still need to um, uh, produce or attract uh, more young stars. So. We, yeah. I still feel like teams like, for example, Sevilla, we still have we, we have a lot of old players. Let's say Rakitic, Fernando. Uh, we don't. Our, the the average age is not really uh, well. It's not high, but also not really low. So, no. Uh, I think uh, compared to England, uh, yeah, we are now in the phase of trying to uh, grow the players, try to uh, attract more young players, and then. Maybe they will become stars in the future. And now England is more like, okay, we just buy stars and, and that's it. But mm. uh, we'll see, I think. I think France, they have a different approach. So France is always focusing on uh, developing young players and then they sell it to Spain or England. So I don't know what's the future of La Liga, if we're going to be more like France or more like England or or in between. Because I think the Serie A is the opposite. They buy all players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely worth sort of keeping an eye on how how La Liga develops. But um, I just kind of like the approach of using youth and and relying on academies to 
you know, produce these these world class talents. Because um, I mean, the academies and the the amount of sort of scouting and the efforts that go into these academies that in a sense it takes a bit longer but eventually you you'll get the same results you'll still get mm. these world class players and um yeah Agreed. but but the 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 thing that does happen is that you have to when you're relying on youth and you we sort of see it with arsenal at points as well where you rely on youth but you have to expect that you you're going to lose a few games Agreed. along the way so it's um and that's what we're sort of seeing with Barcelona at the moment I think you can already see that Xavi's implementing his, his style and you can see that it's almost like going back to the the Guardiola days those tiki-taka days of, of great Barca mm-hmm. football but there's still inexperience there and there's still mm-hmm. mistakes there and that's a lot to do with the youth I think agree agree and I think uh, in order to win uh, titles you need to uh, develop or grow the, the team uh, through time. So, for example, Sevilla, uh, I remember uh, before they won uh, the UEFA Europa League, uh, they were also really young, uh, there was a really young team, a new team. And sometimes uh, when you start with a new project, you really need to wait for at least through three, two or three years or four years even sometimes to see the results. Mm-hmm. And I think for Arsenal or Barcelona, it's time now to 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 grow and to uh, gain experience and I think maybe in three four years you you will see the results and that's uh, part of football trying right? sometimes you have to enjoy the process uh, so now you it's time to lose to uh, earn experience uh, uh, and then in three four years you will see uh, titles maybe uh, Champions League uh, Champions League, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's hope so. What What do you think of um, Xavi's management of Barcelona so far? I mean, are you impressed? Or do you think it's a a good appointment from Barcelona? Well, I mean, I think he's the the right choice for Barcelona, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure if it's he's uh, gonna deliver results uh, fast. So I think uh, Barcelona right now they need to. Uh, they need to be able to win more or win more games because right now they are not uh, winning. Uh, of course, they won uh, last weekend, but I think they really need to win and they really they need, they need to start uh, adding three points every weekend because uh, otherwise they are not going to qualify for Champions League, uh, maybe even not for Europa League. So I think Chab uh, is a great great choice, but I think now they need uh, another approach. They need to be able to. Uh, qualify for Champions League and get uh, the money uh, that brings uh, Champions League because without that money they cannot grow and of course uh, right now they have a really they have a lot of young players and I think that's important they have a new style and they need time to uh, develop these uh, ideas uh, that Xavi is uh, bringing but uh, they need immediate results and maybe with Xavi they are not going to get immediate results and uh, they're gonna lose the championship, uh, the Champions League money uh, that is always valuable for teams like Barcelona, and mm. uh, really important in, or, in order to to grow and be able to compete in the highest level. Do you think then the pressure on Xavi is almost going to be too much in the sense that? Um, you know, we, you talked about the sort of financial implications of not qualifying for Europe or mm. not even qualifying for Europa League or, or even the Conference League. Is that, is I mean, is that just going to be too much pressure for Xavi? Are, are the, the board of Barcelona going to look at that and just think 
Javi, you know, you haven't done mm. what we needed you to do and sorry, you've got to move you on. Yeah, I mean, uh, he has the pressure, but I think uh, he's a legend of Barcelona. So he, even if he doesn't qualify for, uh, even if Barcelona doesn't qualify for Champions League, he is going to continue because uh, he's he's a legend of Barcelona and he has a style or he wants to introduce a style similar to uh, Guardiola and uh, really similar to uh, Barcelona's uh, ideas, let's say. So more trying to play football rather than uh, uh, counter-attacks. Or, so it's more trying to uh, keep possession of the ball. Uh, let's say the Guardiola's tiki-taka uh, style. But yeah, I think uh, even if it does not perform, I think he... He's he's gonna continue because I don't think they're gonna sack him, uh, even though they don't uh, perform. Yeah, it, it it seems like um, the only way that they'll even sort of think about sacking him is if they they obviously get relegated, but <laughs> which isn't gonna happen. No, <laughs> which is that's obviously really, that's not, not likely to happen. Do you think they'll bounce back next season? Do you think they'll be a, a bigger force next season? Because obviously, with with their sort of financial issues as well, like how dangerous are they going to be in the in the summer transfer window? Are they going to be able to sign these, these massive talents, or do they still have to just go with patience and develop young players? It's an interesting one. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a, that's the question. I think uh, so. I think that right now they don't have the financial resources to invest uh, uh, or attract uh, stars uh, like Haaland, because I think a lot of people they want yeah. Haaland. So I think they maybe have to buy uh, players. With uh, that are not stars, but maybe they are potential stars. So uh, there is one player from uh, uh, Salzburg. I don't know if you know him. It, I, I think his name is uh, uh, Adeyemi. Uh, oh yes, Adeyemi. yeah, yeah. Hasn't he just signed with Dortmund though? Well, he's really close to sign with Dortmund, but I think he is still didn't do it. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. And mm. Barcelona likes him, and I think it's going to be a, probably a good uh, signing for Barcelona. Also, players like Ferran Torres, uh, uh, he's not playing that much with City, and I think Barcelona is also interested in, in uh, buying him. Uh, maybe even uh, uh, buying him uh, on a loan. Uh, so I think right now Barcelona, they cannot uh, afford to spend that much money in uh, big players. So I think they have to be patient and they still have to uh, play with a lot of uh, players from La Masia. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, the problem of Barcelona. That even I think in order to get to the highest level, they have to be patient and uh, they still have to do a lot of work with the players that are play, uh, with Barcelona right now. So Frankie de Jong, they, Memphis Depay, they have to do more and uh, yeah, maybe if they qualify for Europa League, they can maybe uh, buy uh, some good players, but also I think uh, they will need to sell. And I think if they don't sell, they cannot buy because right now with the current performance, they cannot generate uh, revenue. So they need to sell and we'll mm. see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder which players will, will be sold, but something tells me, your, your uh, 
former Sevilla player Luke de Jong, he'll be on his way out because I don't think he's going to be favoured so much. Yeah. I, I still, to this day, don't understand why Barcelona bought Luke de Jong. I mean, apologies if you're a big fan of his, but I, I really just don't rate him as a as a striker at all. I don't think he's a very good striker. Well, he's he's not a bad striker. I think he has a, he's really good. He's really tall. He can be a, a good resource for uh, the last minutes when they want to just cross the ball and uh, play that game, you know, where just uh, try to yeah cross the ball and uh, play with the long balls. Uh, but I think uh, Ronald Koeman uh, liked him uh, a lot because, uh, of course, mm. Ronald Koeman was the coach of the national team and uh, Luke de Jong was... Uh, playing a lot with Ronald Koeman in the national team. And that's one of the reasons why uh, Barcelona signed him. I think because of the good relationship between Ronald Koeman and Luc de Jong. And yeah, I think uh, right now you can see that he's not a great fit for Barcelona, especially now with, mm. with Xavi. And yeah, I think Luc de Jong is a player that um, is not doesn't really perform really good in, in La Liga. So with Sevilla, he was not scoring that many goals in La Liga. And no. yeah, I think he's a player that uh, he has a great potential. Uh, he, he's actually not bad, uh, but of course his style is made for maybe the LDBC or uh, another league. Uh, but I think even if he's not playing that much, I think he can be useful for Barcelona. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think the best move for De Jong is to perhaps come back to the Netherlands and you know where it all started and, and come back to his, his hometown. If you like football films, then come check out the Triple F Cinema, where I'm joined by guests, sometimes football fans, sometimes not, to review a specific football film. Give me two tickets to that football film, right now! this talk of uh, Barcelona I, I, I surely won't be uh, backing them and hoping for them to play well on, on uh, is it Wednesday you're playing them? Tuesday so actually tomorrow <laughs> Oh it's tomorrow yeah. Oh, yeah yeah so I'll be I'll definitely be uh, backing Sevilla tomorrow and That's you know I, I, I'm i not just saying that because you're my friend but I'm saying that because I, I just you know I just genuinely think Sevilla will beat Barcelona tomorrow. I think you're a, a much better unit at the moment. You're, That's true. Yeah, you're really on fire. And I, yeah, I just think... Um, but we, have, just uh, have, too much... we have a lot of injuries. That's our biggest problem uh, right, right now. Uh, mm. So we have uh, Suso injured, uh, Lamela as well. And the series, and the series well, right? as well. Uh, Acuna, mm. Montiel, um, Ocampos is also... Yeah injured so mm. we have a lot of uh, injuries and yeah i think mm. uh, without those players it's not that easy to win uh, so we were really lucky the last three games we won uh, against atletico in the last minute we won against bilbao uh, 0-1 it was a tough game and then against Villarreal uh, 1-0 as well so i think yeah. we were really lucky the last few games and i think 
the get the players are really tired uh, as well so we need uh, the key players to recover as fast as possible uh, because right now I feel like we are really exhausted and we need uh, some time to rest and uh, because we played a lot of games uh, since the since the start of the season uh, and of course we are we were we won we didn't qualify for the next round uh, of the Champions League it was um, yeah it was sad uh, to not be able to qualify yeah. uh, but now uh, on the on another part I think we're doing really good in La Liga and I think that's important of course mm. and we are still uh, uh, alive in the Copa del Rey so that's also important but yeah, I think uh, tomorrow is a tricky game. Sevilla is is favorite because, of course, we are second. But we have a lot of injuries and uh, the team is not fit at all. I think we are not playing playing that that well. Uh, we are not playing great. The last uh, few games we played really bad. So I think uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a draw. Ah, uh, okay, <laughs> that's your prediction. That's my prediction. You think it's gonna. Do you think it's going to be a nil-nil or a one-one? So I think because we yeah. are playing at home and we have uh, incredible fans, uh, we have a really great atmosphere. Uh, that's the reason why we win so much in uh, Sanchez Pizjuan, thanks to our fans. Uh, so I think that's going to be a key point or a key factor tomorrow, uh, playing at home. Mm. But uh, I think it's going to be a draw, so a one-one or even zero-zero. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I feel like you're um, you're not being so positive because I mean, come on, you just beat Atletico two one. Yeah, but I'm... you can't have done that by playing badly. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but still, I saw the progress of the team in the last few months, and uh, we are winning, but we are also uh, lucky, and we are surviving. Let's say more than uh, outperforming the other team, so it's more like a survival. Uh, battle every it's like a battle every game so we are surviving we are mm. uh, fighting till till the end and i think that's why we are now second because of our fighting spirit rather than our, because rather than our football because we are not playing great but uh, we are really efficient we are clinical we are defending really well and i think that's uh, the reason why we are second but i think tomorrow uh, it's going to be a tricky game and uh, i think it's going to be a draw but i think uh, after Christmas, hopefully we are going to recover uh, some key players like Acuna, Montiel, maybe in the city. And I think that's good. it's going to be different. Uh, so I, I think we're going to be even better after Christmas. Okay. That's good, man. That's good. I know this is going to be really painful for you, but I, I have to ask you anyway. But Jules Kunde, do you think he's going to be a severe player come the end of the, end of the season? Do you think um, he'll be potentially on his way to Chelsea because obviously there was that connection there and he was very close to, to actually go into Chelsea. Uh, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on all of it? Yeah, he was really close uh, uh, to, to sign with uh, Chelsea this summer. Uh, but I think uh, he's not going to leave uh, this Christmas. I think he's, he's going to leave for sure, but uh, it's going to be at the end of the season. So he's going to mm -hmm. wait uh, because right now, we don't have really we don't have so many players at the moment uh, uh so we really need Kunde. Uh, yeah we only have three center backs uh and if one has to, if one leaves then we only have two center backs and yeah we cannot yeah, uh, not that's not possible yeah 
for for us to to keep uh, playing uh, or fighting. So I think uh, he's also smart, and I think he knows it's not the right moment to leave, and he's gonna wait till the end of the season. And I think Sevilla they they want to sell Kunde for at least 80 million or 70 million uh, euros. And last year Chelsea they were not willing to pay that much. So maybe next year is going to be different. Who knows? Cool. Um, talk to me about the standout La Liga players um, so far this season, because I, I, I've been um, listening to a few sort of La Liga focused podcasts, mm-hmm. and just to sort of direct you towards one player that I want you to talk to me about is um, Oscar Trejo. Oscar Trejo, yeah. He's uh, yeah. He's playing great. Uh, I have to be honest. He, I think he's the player with most assists uh, so far in La Liga. And I think uh, he's also an experienced player, so he's not a, a young star. So he he has a lot of years in. He has been playing a lot of years in La Liga. He played for for Mallorca uh, a few years. I remember and. I think he's uh, he's playing really great, uh, and also Raja Vallecano. I think is probably the surprise of La Liga. Nobody expected uh, Raja Vallecano to be playing uh, great and to be fifth or fourth. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, actually unbelievable. I think it's the best season for Raja Vallecano so far in in their history. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, nobody expected. Uh, them to be uh, so good this year. I think uh, Trejo is one of the best players so far in La Liga, and I think the best one is uh, Vinicius uh, from Real Madrid. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think uh, he's probably now the superstar of uh, of La Liga, together with Benzema. He's, uh, every game he does something different. He is really good with dribbling, and he He's really fast. Uh, he's also scoring a lot, so I think he was that was the biggest problem of Vinicius. He was not uh, a top scorer. Uh, he was struggling always to to score a goal, and now this year he's scoring a lot of goals and also beautiful goals. So I don't know if you saw the game against uh, Sevilla. So it was one-one, and in the eighty-eighth minute, Vinicius he scored a beautiful goal. Was uh, a rocket as yeah, well. Yeah, I think. I think uh, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's now the the best player of La Liga. He's uh, yeah. Every game he does something different. He's uh, probably the best uh, Brazilian player. Brazilian player at the moment, uh, better than Neymar for sure. And yeah, I think uh, the reason why Real Madrid is first uh, at the moment is because of Vinicius. He's really fit and. Is uh, now the superstar of uh, of La Liga. Mm. Yeah, I think there was always um, always uh, something that I I wondered who would be the next sort of La Liga stars, and and for a moment I actually thought it was going to be Kylian Mbappe. Obviously, there was that big link that Real Madrid were were looking to bringing in, but I'm glad that Vinicius has has stepped up and shown what he's capable of, because there was a lot of talks that Mbappe and and Erling Haaland they're the new sort of successes to you know Messi and Ronaldo but Vinicius really has to you know he has to be in the conversation now because the kids the, the kid is phenomenal <laughs> agree agree and, and yeah I think uh, probably next year maybe we, we will see Mbappé playing for for Real I think uh, oh, what an attack, what an attack. <laughs> Mbappé Vinicius I think if yeah probably one of the 
fastest uh, players uh, in the world, both them up and beneath you. So it's going to be a fast, uh, fast team, a fast attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, all, all the other teams might as well just give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. But, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know Haaland, if he's going to stay uh, with Borussia Dortmund. Maybe he signs for uh, Bayern or maybe for an English team like Liverpool, City. Man City, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, the next uh, transfer window is going to be exciting. Uh, so... I think Mbappé is uh, going to join Real for sure. Uh, Messi and Neymar, they will stay at uh, Real. Um, I don't know, maybe PSG, they will sign uh, another star uh, to replace uh, Mbappé. Are there any other um, sort of standout players of La Liga that you can think of? Uh, well, I think, uh, of course, because Sevilla is second, uh, I think uh, Dio Carlos uh, and Kunde both, uh, they are playing really good this year. So I think Sevilla is the team with less goal, goals considered uh, so far. And that's because of the defense. Uh, Kunde mm. and Dio Carlos, they are playing uh, great, uh, their performance uh, phenomenal, and uh, also thanks to the goalkeeper Bono. Uh, mm. So I think, and of course uh, the midfielder Fernando. So there is a triangle. Uh, it's got the holy trinity. Yeah, the holy trinity is gold. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> yeah. this is true. So it's Fernando, oh, yeah. and Diego Carlos, and also yeah. we have uh, Bono. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's more like. Uh, uh, more more than a triangle. Uh, yeah. So I think that's diamond. Uh, diamond, yeah, that's the word, and I think that's the reason why Sevilla is second. I think it's more, yeah, four players instead of one. Uh, but I think there is another player from Betis, uh, the rival, <laughs> the rival of Sevilla, Juanmi. He's also scoring uh, a lot of goals, uh, eleven goals so far for him. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, and I think uh, we have also uh, with Barcelona we have Pe- uh, not Pedri but uh, oh, I forgot his name Gabi Gabi yeah yeah. Uh, yeah Gabi he's also uh, playing really good this year and of course uh, Benzema another uh, mm. important player yeah how old is Benzema now is like thirty seven or something and he's Ooh, just I think uh, thirty five. Uh... 34. So I, I added three. Yeah, I added three years. I was close. Years. I was close. So he's, he's, yeah, you were closer. Yeah, yeah. He's still got a long way to go, actually. He's, uh, for some reason, I thought he was a lot older than that. But um, yeah, I mean, if you look at sort of Ibrahimovic and um, I'm trying to think who there was another player that's uh, Ronaldo, who's 37 yeah, at the moment. That's true. Um, and he's. The, uh... the, yeah, that's, that's the thing with old players. I think they, they keep themselves so fit and so athletic that they can go on even into their 40s. Especially perhaps. Ronaldo. Um, Ronaldo, that's it. Yeah. He's a machine. Yeah, yeah. The guy's, the guy's not human. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just unreal how how freaking like, athletic and, and muscular that guy is. But um, yeah. <laughs> 37. He, he, he doesn't look like 37. He looks like 30. Or twenty nine. Mm. 
he's definitely slowed his game down a bit. He's not as obviously. Agreed. He's not going to be as as fast as he was in his young days. But I think he's playing. He's the thing is Ronaldo. He's got such a great footballing brain that he's able to know when to run and when to sprint. Agreed. And he and he uses he uses his brain more than he does his his legs like he used to in his old days. But yeah, he's he's, he's still fast. I wouldn't want to race him. <laughs> <laughs> I I know this is going to pain you, but um. Talk to me a little bit about Real Betis because they're doing quite well this season. I know, my friend. <laughs> they're doing quite well this season as well, aren't they? Yeah, they are playing actually uh, better than expected. Uh, so they are third. I think that's the best uh, season in their history so far. So, yeah, my brother, he's from Betty and he's really excited. He never seen better Real Betis than this one. Uh, so I think that's because of the coach, uh, Pellegrini. He... He's a really good coach with a lot of years of experience. He did really great at uh, Villarreal. He also was he was also the coach of uh, Real Madrid for one year, and also yeah, City. Man City as well. He won the, mm. the Premier League with Man City and Malaga as well. Malaga as well. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think the reason why they are uh, so good this year is because of the coach and. I think they also have really good players like Nabil Fekir, uh, Canales. Hector Bellerin. Ooh, Hector Bellerin. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> not so, not, not so, so sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, even though they don't have uh, that many good players, and also if you look player per player, it's not as great as, I don't know, uh, Villarreal, for example. I think Villarreal has a better team. But I think, mm. uh, yeah, they ha- there's, I think they're, they, they have a really good uh, team spirit and they are also really positive uh, even when they lose and I think that's the reason why they are third of course still behind Sevilla or uh, but yeah I think uh, yeah I, I think that's uh, good to also for the city of Sevilla to have two teams uh, two second and third of course I want to have Betis always below Sevilla and for me even if they qualify for Champions League, okay, that's good for them. But I, I, I always want to see my team be, be, uh, above Betis, and that's for me yeah. what's important. Of course, if they play Champions League, okay, well deserved. Uh, I don't have to say anything about that. But yeah, I think uh, it's good for the city. I think to to see two teams mm. uh, second and third. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't have to explain to me how important it is finishing above your local rival because really important. I, I yeah yeah absolutely because I know as an Arsenal fan if Tottenham finish above us that's you know if we don't have much to play for the most important thing to play for is finishing above Tottenham so yeah I know I know exactly how it feels I mean you mentioned Villarreal a little bit but I'd like to just ask you a little bit on them but also Real Sociedad as well because they were two shining lights of La Liga last season. They played really well in, in La Liga mm. and obviously um, in Europe as well. What, they're, they're not having the greater times in La Liga at the moment. What, why do you think that is? Well, I think they started really, they started actually great. Uh, they were uh, first, uh, and then second and third. And, and now I think they are, uh, play, I think they are six, I, I think, mm. or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think they have the same thing that they have every year. So they start really good, and then uh, after a few games, they start to lose. And 
yeah they they have a lack of cons lack of consistency that's i think the word of uh, defines the rest of the la liga they have really good players young players but they are not consistent uh, as they should be let's say in order to uh, compete uh, with sevilla or betis let's say for champions league positions uh, but yeah i think uh, that's uh, I think even if they are not winning as much as some people expect them to to win, they are always uh, there. They are always uh, in, in Europa League positions, and they always uh, they always manage to uh, finish uh, sixth or fifth, let's say. And I think the same happens with Villarreal. I think that's the biggest disappointment so far in the Liga. Uh, so Villarreal, they are not doing great. They are actually doing uh, really good in, in the Champions League, so I think they are qualified for the next round. But in La Liga, they lost uh, a lot of games, also stupid games against uh, um, uh, Celta. Uh, they drew against Cadiz uh, at home. Uh, yeah, so they are not... Uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest disappointment so far, uh, Villarreal. Would you have to say that they're... The, the one player that's almost dragging them through and, and getting to play as well as they they are, as well as they're able to, is, is Gerard Moreno. Because he's, yeah, he's mm. he's an absolute talisman for them. I think without them, God knows where they'd be. Agree, agree. So I think that's the, yeah, uh, he was injured uh, for one or two months and, and now he's back. And now they are winning again, so... I think, uh, yeah, so Gerard Moreno is like the Messi of uh, Barcelona. Messi left. Mm. Now you see Barcelona, they, they, are, <laughs> they are seven. So, yeah, the same applies for Villarreal with uh, Gerard Moreno. And I think if Sevilla loses uh, Diego Carlos Cunde and Fernando, they will, of course, uh, be bad. And they will not uh, be second. They will be probably eighth or ninth. Uh, so I think uh, that's the biggest problem of Villarreal. Now, Gerard Moreno is back. Uh, probably uh, Villarreal is going to start winning a lot uh, soon. And I think Villarreal, they are going to be fighting for Champions League positions at the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, it's going to be uh, exciting to see how Villarreal and the rest of the team progress through, through the year. I think Villarreal is going to end... Uh, above rest of that because they have better team and better players. They have a Champions League team, let's say. They have players like Gerard Moreno. They have players like uh, Dan Juma. He's really mm. good. He has, uh, they have uh, Pau Torres, uh, Parejo. Uh, yeah, they have uh, Chukwete. <laughs> so yeah. they have really good players. They've got, they, they've got great players, yeah. No, they are definitely. the Europa League uh, champions. Uh, they won last year against United. But I mm. think uh, if they want to compete uh, or they want to uh, compete for La Liga or fight for La Liga, they have to sign players for the defense and also change the goalkeeper. I think they have a problem uh, there. Mm. So, Ruli and I say... Who is that goalkeeper? Ruli, Ruli. So, Ruli, he's not really mm. secure. Uh, it's not the type of goalkeeper I would like to have in my team. It's, no. He's uh, making a lot of mistakes. Uh, he's not really confident. Uh, and also they have Asenjo. He, he's very old and he's also not 
a great goalkeeper. So I think that's the biggest problem of Villarreal, the defense and the, the goalkeeper. Uh, if they buy a good goalkeeper and then a good uh, two or three uh, defenders, uh, top defenders, then they, they, are, they, they will be really good for sure. If you're interested in coming on the show for an Under the Floodlight special to talk about your favourite player or manager, please email the thetriplef2021 at gmail.com or DM the thetriplef84 on Twitter. All contact details will be in the episode description. Hope you're all keeping safe and thanks again for listening to the Triple F. Just a, a selfish one from, from my perspective and I, I want to talk to you about him Um he was obviously a shining light of La Liga um, with Real Sociedad and he wasn't able to really show what he was capable for, for Real Madrid. But now he's at Arsenal. Are you yeah? Are you surprised that Martin Odegaard is, is doing so well for Arsenal right now? What's your thoughts on that? He did really good at Real Sociedad, uh, but I think in order to be able to succeed in, in a team like Real, you have to be... Uh, top level, you have to play 100% uh, or you have to show your, your 100% every game because there, are, there is a lot of competition uh, and in order to play with the best players in the world, you have to play your your maximum level every game and I think Odegaard uh, he was not playing his maximum and I think sometimes with Zidane he plays, I mean you have Kroos, you have Modric, you have Casemiro they are of course, better players than Odegaard, and he has to understand his role uh, at Real, and he has to understand that it will take time to him to to play uh, for Real. And I think he didn't have the patience to to yeah to to wait in the bench and 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 play uh, the last minutes for Real. He just wanted to play more and more, and I think he made a good choice because if he stays at Real. Uh, Maybe he's not gonna uh, succeed because, yeah, I think uh, with Kroos and Modric, he's not gonna play that much. Yeah, he's gonna be on the bench <laughs> again, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think definitely... uh, with Arsenal, I think he he found a, a good thing there, and I think he can uh, grow even more. And what are your thoughts? Do you think he's gonna become a superstar or not? Yeah, no, I I might be going a little bit overboard here, but I really do. I think he's the last sort of five games. And I think it's a good point that you bring up about the patience. Um, perhaps he just he himself didn't have the patience or the managers, Zidane or Ancelotti, weren't able to, although he didn't play for Ancelotti. But mm. I, th- I think Ancelotti wouldn't have perhaps shown the patience that was needed with Odegaard. Uh, I think I completely agree with you. I think with Modric and Kroos and, and those players there, I think they would have would started over Odegaard all the time. But now at Arsenal, he's part of a project. He's part of um, a whole setup of players. This whole team is developing. And I think Odegaard fits into that perfectly. So yeah, I think the, the patience is, is going to be there. But He's already showing, I think, the last sort of five games, he's, he's playing out of his skin. And, you know, just if you give Martin Odegaard that confidence by playing him mm. game after game after game, he'll show you what he can do. And it's um, and there's a real good sort of example of how great he's doing. We've got another player called Emil Smith-Rowe, who is just, he can't stop scoring at the <laughs> moment. He's Ars- Arsenal's top scorer. But because Odegaard's playing so well, I mean, Odegaard isn't scoring as many goals. 
but Odegaard is starting every game over Emil Smith Rowe. So it just goes to show you how good Martin Odegaard is mm. when he's when he's on his day. And I'm yeah, I'm I'm glad that we we got him for such a, a cheap price <laughs> as well. We got him for around thirty, thirty five million. Mm. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy that we managed to do, do that. Do you think he's better than Ozil or, or not? Yeah, no, I do. I um um it's perhaps a bit too early to say because Ozil in his glory days, he had about three or four seasons where he performed really well. The only issue was with with Erzul was when the team wasn't doing well, Erzul just gave up. He was quite <laughs> lazy and, and quite languid. So I think with Erdegaard, one thing you can't say about Erdegaard is is he's he's not lazy at all. Like the guy has so much energy and he runs into the ground. Like he's so <laughs> He's he gives everything on the pitch, and that's that's what fans love to see, isn't it? Right? Agreed. We we love to see players just absolutely running their legs off for the club, and and that's one thing Odegaard does a hell of a lot better than than Özil. I also just think Odegaard has the same amount of talent as as Özil as well. So you put that with like a work ethic, yeah, it's it's great to see. But yeah, maybe it's a bit too early to say, but I, I definitely think. The potential is is definitely there to be as good as Özil. All right, all right. Uh, so I, so I, yeah, watch the watch the space. I guess uh, Odegaard is your favorite player of Arsenal at the moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I I would say so. I I haven't really thought about it so much, but yeah, Odegaard is is putting such a smile on my face. Um, <laughs> like my favorite Arsenal player of all time is Dennis Bergkamp, and I'm not sort of comparing yeah, the two, but there's there's that. Just for me, what I love about a player is when they're so technically gifted on the ball and they're able to do these crazy things that you could never imagine doing yourself. And yeah, it's just, I, yeah, I love, love Odegaard for it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I think last time I spoke to you, I said Thomas Partey was my favorite player, but that's, that's another La Liga player that hasn't been able to sort of transfer his amazing time as, as an Atletico player because he was so good for Atletico mm. and he's just been, he, I would say a lot of Arsenal fans are going a little bit overboard and saying that Thomas Partey has been terrible. I don't think he's been terrible, but he hasn't been the player that we've expected him to mm. be. And it's, yeah, it's a bit of a shame, really. Yeah, I think, of course, uh, with Atletico, uh, Atletico had a, or has a, a better team. So I think for, for him, it was easier to play uh, at Atletico because, uh, you know, the around the uh, party, they were really good technical players and I think for Arsenal he found a different environment different players different style and I think the reason why he's not uh, succeeding is because uh, the style is not uh, adapted to him or maybe he's not he's not able to adapt to the new style of uh, of Arteta uh, and also the uh, yeah La, La Liga has a different uh, pace than the Premier League hmm. so in the Liga we it's more possession it's more um, control of the ball slow tempo uh, but I think in the Premier League it's totally different uh, it's fast hmm. tempo uh, you, it's direct uh, football let's say and it's I, very intense very intense as well very aggressive and I think for Thomas Party is not maybe made for that kind of games or that kind of style. I thought he was going to perform better uh, at Arsenal. I thought 
uh, party was a good fit for Arsenal. But yeah, sometimes uh, you see players that are performing really well in the league and then they don't perform in the Premier League and also the other way around. Uh, so mm. yeah, I think uh, for for um, Partey, I think we'll still have to wait uh, some some time. Maybe next year he's gonna uh, start performing better. You know, uh, we had the same with Enfonfi uh, or Rakitic. Uh, they were not performing really great during the first year and a half, and then they started to play really good and they became stars. Mm. Uh, so yeah, sometimes you need to to wait a little bit, and and then maybe after a year they they start performing. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think with Partey, it's not it's not completely over. I mean, there's still time for him to turn it around, and he's shown glimpses. There there have been times in you know against certain oppositions, he he's been able to do what he was able to do for Atletico. My only worry is that you know when he was at Atletico. Atletico were an incredibly defensive unit, mm. um, and that's what Simeone demands of his players. They they have to you know run into brick walls for each other, and and with with Arsenal you, you kind of you don't have that so much. I think Arteta is quite a defensive coach, but nowhere near on the levels of Simeone. So I think he was he always kind of had that that cover because one thing with Partey is he he he's quite sloppy on the ball at times. Mm. Like he will try this amazing world-class pass but that won't always work and he'll sometimes give away possession and when he used to do that for Atletico you would have the likes of you know uh, Jimenez and and other players around him Mm -hmm. just breaking their legs to to get that ball back but yeah with Arsenal we don't really have that that quality um, especially with the likes of Xhaka playing next to him, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not it's not quite as um, yeah it's not quite as a luxury for for Partey. Even if the, he doesn't uh, succeed in Arsenal, I think he should try uh, to play in another Premier uh, League team. Uh, maybe hmm. because I think even if he's not, uh, he doesn't have that many good players around him or. Uh, I think he could still perform uh, maybe uh, at, in teams like Chelsea or City. So, yeah, I think uh, it's, uh, it depends on him uh, if he's able to adapt to, to Arsenal or not. Like I say, I, I certainly hope that he's able to turn it around for Arsenal. I do think he, he's got the ability to do it. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that we'll have to see. Um just, just going back to La Liga, mm. my man. Um, your picks for for relegation. Who do you think? Um, who do you think is going to get relegated this season? So, Cadiz is my Cadiz. I think uh, then Getafe and uh, Levante. Mm. These are my uh, three favorite teams of two top teams to. Uh, to, be, to, go down. to go down to the uh, Segunda División. I think Cadiz, mm. uh, yeah, uh, last year, they, they, I think they played better than expected because I think they have one of the lowest budgets uh, in the Liga and also uh, they don't have really good players. They have a really, yeah, uh, average team, let's say. Not many superstars and the same happens with Getafe and, and Levante. I think uh, Getafe and Levante is different because they are underperforming. 
they have probably more use of experience in La Liga, probably better players than Cadiz. But they, yeah, this year they are underperforming. Uh, Levante, now they have uh, they sacked uh, two, play, two coaches so far. So mm. I think it's not looking great for them. Def, then also for Getafe, they sacked uh, Mitchell. And with the, the new coach, they're actually not doing great. And with Cadiz, uh, yeah. I think Cadiz, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, if they are relegated, then it's not a surprise because, yeah, the, the players are not great, to be honest. I mean, it's it's quite an interesting one, just looking at the table now, because it looks like Levante are pretty much nailed on for, for going down, because, mm. I mean, they're, they're on eight points and about six points behind, well, they are six points behind Cadiz. Um, but then, you know, you look at Cadiz in 19th and Getafe up in 16th, um, there's only one point between them. So <laughs> it's it's crazy. So you've got Getafe, uh, Elche, Alaves and Cadiz there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's really just a, a throw of a hat who's, who's actually going to get relegated. It's going to be a hell of a battle. And um, mm. But yeah, if you say... Getafe, would you just say that based more on on the their new manager at the moment? You don't think he's he's kind of got what it takes to to get them out of it? Uh, yeah, maybe maybe he's able to um, change the the mentality and also the 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 mood of the team because I think one month ago, uh, well, they were uh, on the bottom of La Liga and now they are not on the bottom, but uh, they are playing a little bit different. They are more confident as well, but I think uh, they were beaten by Atletico Baleares 5-0. It's uh, a team from the third tier of uh, the Spanish football, fourth tier maybe. Wow. Uh, 5-0. Yeah. So that's Ooh, that's, uh, bad. that's bad. So I think that's uh, yeah. I think they are not. Uh, I think they are not gonna be able to 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 survive. I think. Uh, they're gonna uh, go down for sure, uh, or mm. I think that's my prediction. And I think Levante has the same, so it's more a mentality problem rather than. Uh, yeah, I think when you start losing and then you don't win, then you get more frustrated, and then the players then they don't find a, the solution. You need sometimes a bit of luck. Uh, I think. That's something that's happening with Levante. They are a little bit frustrated every game. They are just losing every game for just one goal or two goals. Every game mm. is really close, and they are not they are not winning. So I think Levante, Getafe, and Cadiz. Uh, that's my prediction. But you think you think Alaves and and Elche they they've just got just enough to yeah. Survive. I think especially for for Elche. Uh, they sacked also the coach. Uh, they have a new coach right now. Uh, but I think they have really good players. Uh, they have a really good attack. And uh, Lucas Boyer, they have Benedetto. Uh, uh, I think probably really good. I, th- I don't know if you know Benedetto, but they are really good. Uh, he's a really good striker. Mm, the name rings a bell. He yeah. played for Marseille, uh, for Boca Juniors. Uh, I think, yeah, I think he's actually, I think, they have a really good attack 
uh, El Che and also places like Pastore, uh, Raul Guti. Uh, yeah, I think they should be able to even uh, win more and even maybe compete for for something else or try to fight for Europa League positions because I think this is probably the best LG team I have seen uh, so far in, in La Liga. Really good players, but of course, right now they are not winning. They are not really consistent, but I think it's going to change, uh, especially if the coach uh, is able to make uh, or able to uh, make uh, the change that LG needs and to win uh, more. And I think for Alaves, yeah, I think uh, they're going to be there uh, till the end of the season. But I think they have uh, a lot of years of experience in, in La Liga and they know how to survive, let's say. And I think they are going. They always have that bit of luck. Uh, uh, and I think they're going to be able to, to continue in La Liga for one more year. Excellent, excellent. Right, my man. Um... I think that's yeah, a pretty good place to, to wrap things up. And um, thank you so much for coming on again, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, it's been brilliant to just talk all about La Liga because um, I'm, I'm a massive fan of La Liga, <laughs> but I, I don't know as much as, as you do, obviously. So it's good to sort of, you know, reconnect and, um, and find out what's going on. Thanks, man. It was a pleasure to, to talk with you about La Liga and also about uh, Sevilla. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always... Uh, <laughs> Nice to talk with you, and uh, I think hopefully next time uh, we can talk. Uh, next time we can talk uh, or discuss uh, La Liga Sevilla is gonna be first or second. Uh, that that would be really nice, let's say. Uh, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was a pleasure to talk with you, and uh, yeah, hopefully I'll, I will be invited uh, to this channel again. Oh, of course, man, always. All, the, the door is always open for you. <laughs> Cool. All right, man. All the best, buddy. All right, man. All the best. Thank you so much for listening to The Triple F. If you could please drop a like on our Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitter, that would be massively appreciated. Hope you're all keeping safe, and thanks again for listening to The Triple F.